Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello ladies, gentlemen, everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly Stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I am, as always, noted uh, Japanese women's pro wrestling simp account, Alex, and I am joined by Dylan. Uh, Dylan, would you care to explain to me, our lovely listeners, uh, why you felt the desire to watch the Cosmic Rules match twice? Uh... I don't know. Reasons. I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm a real wrestling fan, in fact. Unlike you okay. pussies. Um, <laughs> but no. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. But no, but no, actually, uh, the reason was that af- like when we did the episode on it, I realized that I got quite heated. And I was like, man, am I really defending this? Like, is, is there really any reason to defend this? So I went back and I watched it again to like watch it with like a calmer head. And I watched it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that was that was whatever." Like, uh, like that, like a couple spots were funny, a couple spots were a bit too much, but at the end of the day, I still felt uh, pretty confident in what I said. So that's why we watched it, okay. was just to make sure that I wasn't just like, if if it just became like soft corn pornography, and I just didn't remember it, uh, then I would have been out of line, right? But I was just like, ah, that's that's just, I get what they were doing. Um, okay, I said to make sure. Did, of that. did it make you feel things on a second watch? The way it did the first time i you keep saying this like i said this at some point like that's not you like you you know but you you're like taking words out of context because i say that wrestling the entire point of it is to make you feel things like feel emotion in some type of way even if it's shock value types of way and you just make that sound like i'm a pervert um they're separate things alex okay well, that's no, not the same you can thing. you can feel various emotions while watching a cosmic rules match if you're equating it to perverse <laughs> per, you know being a pervert then that's that shows a lot about your mentality no, but, around the, the match okay this you're just you're just you're doing a workaround and i don't respect <laughs> whatsoever yeah i i was the one called a a women's wrestling simp today or not that today really yesterday funny. was that because of the the AEW stuff yes yeah. yeah, no, I, I quote tweeted somebody because I made the mistake of uh, checking some of my mentions, which I ne- I should never do when I tweet <laughs> about AW because people get really angry about like the most mundane Dude, shit. 
I tweeted that like Kip Sabian should come back, and people got mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Athena versus Emi Sakura, that's cool." Like Madison Rain was on TV last week instead of this, and people were like, "What? Why do you care if Madison <laughs> Rain is on TV?" And I was like, "It's so funny because I want to watch good matches." I don't. Why I don't do you know. care about like, wrestling, Alex? Why do you? Yeah, care? why? Why do you care about good wrestling? Everybody huh? knows it's What's cooler wrong with you? to not care about the thing that you enjoy. Obviously. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the program. But I quoted somebody because I thought it would be funny, and I was like, "Check again, Disney adult," because you know, <laughs> Disney adults are a certain certain breed of people. Um, and somebody, it's just completely irrelevant, was like, "I just want to point out that you are a Japanese women's pro wrestling simp account." Uh, they insulting went. They, somebody. they went deep. They went yeah. deep. That's the crazy thing. They went like into your profile to figure out that you like. That's wild. Yeah, and they were like, you're insulting somebody for going to Disneyland? And I was just like, I don't know, I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> All of my tweets are to pop myself and like five other people. That's the it's beauty like... of Stardom Quest. It's, it, yeah. We are the most selfish bastards you'll ever meet. Uh, none of these jokes are for you, the audience. They're all for us. Um, and you yeah. guys just happen to like them sometimes. Um, sometimes that's the beauty yeah. of this. Um, so that was fun. I, I do find it funny whenever somebody calls me a women's pro wrestling simp because my private Twitter is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, <That's>... listen, I've <laughs> I've barked on that account, <laughs> not for any woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely not. Definitely not that one. It's definitely not no. that side of the of the wrestling sphere. No. The, uh, it wasn't even for a wrestler. I think that I posted the barking. It was for um, <laughs> it was for a character in a movie, and I barked, um, because barking is very funny to me. I think barking to show arousal is hilarious, um, so I do it all of the time <laughs> when I want to joke. Um, as yeah, you do. as you do. No, no women have been barked over by me, but uh, one movie character portrayed by Timothy Chalamet was. So that was that oh, was funny. Brother. I... No, I, I can, I can, I can generally take or leave Chalamet, but this one specific movie, his character is the most attractive thing in the world, oh. and I'm like, how does this work? Like, how is it that they gave him pinkish red hair, and all of a sudden I'm just like, I will bark, I will yeah. bow, like let's go. Like, I don't, I don't understand it, but um, yeah. So that's always very funny when people are like, "Oh, you're such a Joshi pervert," and I'm like, "Yeah, totally, man." So it's I, I love, <laughs> I love them women. <laughs> no, the best thing, the best thing is in when they lump us together with stuff like that, because then it's like one of we are both very different in that sort of way, <laughs> and it's like, wait, we are not, <laughs> we 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 are not the same. You need to not do that. Um, yeah, no, I can't do that. I but yeah. Play. Like I may have called Lady C pretty once, and that was <laughs> I even felt bad about that. Like, <laughs> listen, um, but yeah, I think that's that's. You enough. were scared to call Ami Sore pretty. You were scared that people were gonna take you the wrong way for being like, oh, she's a she's an attractive woman. And it's no, like, it's and you like freaked out about said, it. Because I said my woman, which oh yeah, yeah, makes it seem like very possessive, and also that I'm like super attracted to her, and you can't insult her when it was like. No, I just I just like her as a wrestler, kind of. As, I didn't I didn't like the uh, words that I used, so that was that was that. It did come back to bite me though, because both Jordan and Scott brought it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. this is why you just run through. You just run through. You just run through. Yeah, I think I think that's the way to go. But that is enough. That is enough pandering uh, for for us to, you, to you go. Just be riffing. 
Yeah, Griffin. you know, that's what people are here for. I've learned that. People don't want good wrestling content. They just want bits. Um, and we're happy. We're happy to ob- to oblige. Like we do. Like if if, I, if we never have to watch a Stardom House show again, we will do a comedy set. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't care. But um, onto the news from Stardom. Sadly, um, they did make two announcements during the pay per view. Uh, the first one was that Stardom and Showcase Volume Three is on uh, November twenty sixth. Uh, this is in uh, what venue? It is in the Kawasaki Todoroki Arena. That's the one oh. that uh, the Taka show was at, right? Uh, maybe. Todoroki I Arena? So. I think so, yeah. Um, and they also confirmed that on Thursday, December 29th, they will return to Sumo Hall for Stardom Dream Queendom 2022. Uh, do you so know kind of... if they're doing... Sorry, do you know if they're doing year-end climax still? Like the Corkin show at the end of the year? Presumably, yeah. Because if they so. are, that is like a crazy 10 days of Bushi Road Wrestling. Um, yes like that's that's like big <laughs> but yeah go on sorry um so we had kind of talked about it last year just a little bit that you know the dream queendom brand may become their version of wrestle kingdom and it seems like that's how it's gone you know they're gonna run uh sumo hall on december late december every year i don't know if last year's was on the 29th i, th- I, I think, think it, it might have been yeah, so like around that time of the year, they are always going to run. Uh, presumably, it's going to start at Sumo Hall, and eventually, this is when they'll run the Tokyo Dome. You know, whenever they they feel comfortable doing that. So um, we have I don't an, know, an official I don't know date. If they ever, I don't know if they ever double booked the Tokyo Dome, like Bushi Road as a company. And mm-hmm. I mean, they they just did. It's two days, but yeah. like yeah. Uh, for both comp, they'd probably run Tokyo Dome like May or uh, March. I I don't know. I'm not. Like if you have the Dream Queendom brand built up, I'm not sure you can suddenly change it unless you like make World Climax a bigger deal and make that yeah, Tokyo Dome in March. Um, I've always thought that they should run it on the anniversary of a uh, Big Egg. I think that would be really cool, but that you know that, that that obviously makes it difficult to schedule things out if you have a Tokyo Dome show in in what November was when. Um, yeah. Big Egg was, and then you have Dream Queendom in December. <laughs> it uh, it might not work out very well, but I think it would be nice if they just ran it on the anniversary of of uh, Big Egg because I don't know, I like that kind of stuff. But either way, we have a date for Dream Queendom, and um, it looks like that's going to be established as Stardom's big kind of year end show, kind of biggest show of the year. You know, their their Wrestle Kingdom, their WrestleMania. So that's kind of a uh, it's good to know going forward because that's a tentpole event that they can build around and get international people to travel for. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, especially with year-end climax, whether or not that exists, like the idea of a year-end climax, uh, Dream Queendom, Wrestle Kingdom, New Year's Dash, like those are four of the biggest events in Puro. You know, like it's it because the the year-end climax and the uh, and New Year's Dash kind of has that. Raw after WrestleMania feel, except it's actually good still, um, most of the time at least. So, I, I like I like that kind of dynamic of having both both companies have their big shows and also their like you know uh, push forward, I guess, uh, right next to each other. And like I don't know. I mean, I hell, if you see me flying out on Boxing Day next year, 
uh, don't be surprised. You know what I mean? Yeah, and honestly, the um, the entire Japanese wrestling calendar around then is kind of crazy. Like, I know yeah. Noah is Noah's trying to get in on it. Like, they ran big show on the first, wasn't it, this year? Um, hmm. So they're kind of getting in on it. And obviously, TJPW runs the, uh, the Itenyan show on January 4th as well. So, you know, if, if you are a wrestling fan and you are interested in Japanese wrestling, that is that is like the mecca. That is, you, you go for that week or two and see all of the big shows, you know. So that's um, stardom's getting in on it. They always kind of were. They had the, they used to start off the New Year climax. Stars kind of thing as well. They used to have those shows in Shinkiba. But obviously this is this is a much bigger thing if they're running the sumo hall. Um, in addition, uh, it was announced that Fua-chan, I think that's her name, officially. Yes, yeah, because you don't normally call people Chan, but it, it is her like official title. Um, so Fua-chan, it's been announced that she's going to be making her stardom debut on October 23rd. Uh, at the Tachikawa Stage Garden, which is when they also have the semi-finals of the IWGP Women's Championship Tournament. So, uh, so a pretty like loaded a show there. Yeah. Um, Fuachan has been training with Hazuki. And, and Ida, presumably. And Sai Ida. And we, we were kind of thinking, like, is this an indication that Hazuki has taken a bigger role in training people? Because obviously she's kind of been linked with Momokogo, and now she's trained this new girl. Uh, is it maybe that milano does special training and hazuki is like the rest of the time you know i i wouldn't be surprised and i feel like i mean obviously everybody knows my history of love for uh the team mood um era of training in stardom considering they produce some of the best wrestlers that we see today um so i wouldn't be surprised i think like even like watching back uh to like the very few backstage indicators you would get when Hazuki and Yuishino were training people. Uh Hazuki really liked doing it. Uh and I I mean she's she's a fucking machine. Like she is obsessed with that type of stuff. Um and improvement in wrestling. So I imagine she has a lot of a lot of fun doing that type of thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if she was kinda of like, yeah, I wanna I wanna do that now. You know? She's doing what CM Punk said he would do. Uh had to get my CM Punk reference in there. <laughs> um but yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if she's taken a bigger role uh even if it is just like as like a a special coach for like select people you know uh especially the newer ones since there aren't a lot of new uh trainees except for uh fuwa chan as we we're talking about but i imagine she probably does a lot of that more nowadays whenever it comes about yeah definitely um and the thing with fuwa chan is she isn't your normal trainee she is she is quite famous um chris yeah. charlton mentioned that she's all over television um she, she has, has variety shows yeah um, she has 1.1 million followers on twitter she has almost 900,000 youtube subscribers like she is a well-known person this is kind of a tjpw style introduction because you know their last two um kind of big intros have obviously been yuki Arai and uh Jiri and Nagano and they're both well known outside of wrestling already. Um much like TJPW, I don't think Fua showing up is instantly gonna mean stardom is like selling out every show they do. You know, and I'm not sure her just being on shows is gonna sell thousands upon thousands of tickets. But... Holy shit, this is a really funny stat. Uh 
I'm reading her Wikipedia page right now. As a testament to her popularity, uh, a Japanese talk show host recognized Fuwa-chan as one of the most popular Japanese buzzwords in 2020. Wow. So they're so right two years just... too late. Very WWE. <laughs> Yeah, very, yeah, very WWE. Um, um, yeah, I mean, she, she's been compared to uh, Logan Paul <laughs> by uh, <laughs> some people as like a similar move. Obviously, Lo- Logan Paul is, is like, he's a proven pay-per-view draw in, in like combat sports. And he's also uh, quite a bit more famous because obviously he speaks English. Most of the world speaks English nowadays. Um, so she, she is kind of an, an outside get. To, to bring attention to stardom. She isn't going to be expected to put on five-star matches. She's just, you know, here to uh, to bring attention to stardom. And again, I don't think they're going to suddenly sell thousands upon thousands of tickets, but if she's tweeting to one million people, like, hey, I'm going to be on this show, and there are some wrestling fans following her, they, might, shit. they might go. The internet's about to go crazy. Oh, no. Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi are hanging out. Oh Jesus, that's not fun. That's cute. They play in video games. <laughs> they play okay, the Ninja that... Turtles. They play the Ninja Turtles. Oh man. Oh no. You love to see it. The Golden um, Liver Stones are gonna be fed for months. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're gonna be looking at those four pictures uh, and cropping out Michael Nakazawa mm-hmm. for the next five years. Um, but no, I mean, Hazuki mentioned that like she wants to bring out. She she specifically said, uh, "I don't. You've shown the world variety show Fuwa." Uh, now we're going to show you pro wrestler Fuwa, uh, which could be a testament to her taking it very, very seriously. Um, I know Hazuki is just a very intense person, so maybe <laughs> Hazuki's the one taking it seriously. And I mean, I, I imagine she's taking it seriously if she's passed her protest um, and is like able to compete in a month or yeah, in a month. So I imagine she'll be ready. But Hazuki seems to be very, very um, excited and very she believes in her. So. Uh, I'll believe Hazuki, and I will gladly await her debut. It seems it seems cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I always like a new debut. So yeah, it's always fun, and obviously there's gonna be um, you know, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what type of wrestler she is, because I could easily see her going down a uh, Miho Wakazawa kind of role, where she <laughs> does mostly comedy, um, but maybe she might seriously try to wrestle either way i'm kind of looking forward to it and hopefully she does bring some new fans to stardom um how many people that is we don't know but she is pretty famous and that might get that might have a lot of sway i think stardom could use more comedy specific people Mm -hmm. um i don't don't think that would be an issue very much uh but yeah i mean like anything is is cool in my opinion because you know like I said, I'm I'm a big fan of like watching wrestlers grow, uh, like from the from the start until wherever they end up. So I'm excited. I'm always excited for this type of stuff. And I mean, she already has like a a character, right? She's a she's a you know very she very is a walking person. character. Yes. Yeah, exactly. She is, she's very um, interesting. So that'll be at least something to immediately grasp onto as a as a wrestling fan. So yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, definitely. Um. And I think that's all of the news from Stardom. Uh, they announced a few minor uh, things today. Oh, DJ Pretty Dragon is back for his showcase yes. volume two. The show is going to be great. We love DJ Pretty news. Dragon. Um, 
there's also going to be two photo shoots at Takadano Baba and, and an autograph session, which is the only reason they run that venue now is because it's big enough to do the uh, socially distanced autograph signings. So, yeah, you know, good for starting. Also, the, the Stardom manga finally turned Starlight Kid heel. So No way. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, they also added FWC, My Sakurai, and Waka to Oh, the, lovely. Yeah. So That's everybody's cute. there now. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, I think that's enough <laughs> avoiding the shows that we have to talk about. <laughs> uh, it's time to get on to the review section. Um, I will just say first, uh, I don't know if you're a bit close to your microphone, but I can hear you breathing <laughs> a lot. <laughs> For the last few minutes, it's just been... <laughs> I'm just like, all right. I do be breathing, that's true. You do be breathing, sadly. Um, wait, no, not sadly. Don't die. What the fuck, please. bro? Damn. <laughs> Why you say things like that? That's mean. I don't know. I just said it. I didn't mean it. I don't know. Um, before we get on to stardom, we have to talk about <laughs> <laughs> Takataichi Despi Mania, which was yeah. on Monday. Uh, on that show, Aoi and Tomoka Inaba teamed up to take on Micah and Mirai in a tag match. Uh, this show was in that Todoroki arena, and it did about 1,500 fans. And no, 1,900. Or... Oh, 1,900. Okay, all right. Um, and, but more importantly, they were allowed to cheer. So yes. we got to see a crowd this cheer from Arai for the first time. Um, I mean, Micah, like, I, I, to- I told you this about, about this when we were texting. Micah only got cheers like maybe three times from like a crowd bigger than like 400 people. And she was a heel or like a newbie every time. So this is the first time as like an established wrestler that Micah heard Micah chants ever. And Micah feels so just like key to Joshi wrestling right now, like at this point that that sounds insane, right? That like she would just never really hear Micah chants to this until now. Like that's insane. Yeah, no, uh, it was very nice for for a lot of them. Um, The match was great. It has received a lot of praise. Uh, Tomoka Inaba immediately has leveled up. She teamed with Siri once and came out of this show with amazing gear. Uh, Aoi looked as good as she she always does. She came to the ring looking like Kazumi Mishima, brother. Like, she, she was like... I was waiting for a tiger to follow her out the entrance. Like it was insane. She just looked so badass, and I was like, "Yes, this is what this is what I want from this." And then she took off her mask and she threw it in the air, and it hit Aoi, <laughs> and Aoi caught it and was like, "Why the fuck you throw this at me?" And then she started playing with it because you know, uh, JTO is actually just a daycare um, for <laughs> for grown children. Pretty much. Um, Aoi looked great. Aoi always looks amazing. She's so cool. Um, and then we got the starter wrestlers and. The crowd didn't fully chant Mirai, but you could hear the starts of it. And as soon as Stardom allows cheering, that's going to take off. Um, and it sounded yeah. great. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, this is, I see why they pushed her now. Like, with the clap and the crowd and her coming out of her shell a lot more, it was like, okay, yeah, like, Mirai is legit. Like, this, this is a big deal. So, even though I will say, uh, Mirai kind of fucked up because her clap does not go along to her name. Because uh, I kind of had to like hang on the the e right, Mirai, Mirai, and it like it 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 works, but like 
I think they, um, they were they started cheering Tomoka Tomoka instead because it sounded more natural. <laughs> so I mean, she might have fucked up there, but you know, I, I still liked that it felt felt like a big fight. You know, felt like a big fight feel, and you don't get that a lot because there isn't as much cheering, obviously, for for obvious reasons. But it, it felt big, right? And I really liked mm-hmm. it. And that's not even talking about like the work itself was incredible. Yeah, um, and then Micah, when she came out, obviously got like a hero's reception because she, you know, came from JTO, would be well known to kind of Taka's fan base, and they they gave her the reception okay. that she deserved big time. Um, and she felt like the, a bigger star than she has in a long time. So that was, it was just really interesting seeing Stardom wrestlers in that setting because obviously we haven't seen Stardom wrestlers get cheers for over two years now. You know, it's it's a very and as we said before, it's going to be interesting to see who is over, who isn't over, and kind of who thrives once crowds are allowed to cheer. And it seems like Mike and Mariah are going to be two of those. So, like, imagine um, if Waka is just the most popular girl on the roster. I wouldn't be surprised. Like she gets those clap crowds on fire. Yeah. Sometimes, like, like it's it's pretty great. Um, I really desperately need Stardom to allow cheering soon because yeah. I just need to know. <laughs> like, you know what's funny? Is we had this exact conversation last week, and I was saying that, and you're like, "I don't know. I think, I think Josh, I think Storm's doing pretty good, even without it." And now you're like, uh, "We need it. We need it, my man. <laughs> we need it." I saw, I saw Mariah get I cheers. I, yeah, I saw Mariah get cheers once, and was like, "All right, this is. It. I need this. <laughs> Hook it up to me." Yeah, like I don't know. It it was great. Um, and then the match itself was also really good. Fucking Inabo was just killing motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved. And not to get like too into the intricacies of this match, because obviously we have a lot to cover. Um, but I really loved that Micah kept blocking the kicks with her arms, and she would sell the shit out of it. And then the climax of the match was Aoi getting her in a double armbar. And like Micah almost having to give up because her arms took so much damage from the kicks. I really put over Inaba's, even if she even if she blocks, still fucks you up, right? I think that's great. Um and then Mike ended up pinning Aoi with the Michinoku Driver 2, which Taka tweeted about saying that I was unable to hit the Michinoku Driver 2 and win, but Micah won, and that made me even more happy. And I was like, that's that's so sweet. Uh, so yeah, Taka's very proud of of his prototype in Micah. And yeah, really, really good match. The aftermath also gives a little bit of a little bit of, you know, five years from now might be a real full circle moment, or maybe not. Because uh, Azusa Inaba, Tomoka's little sister and uh, trainee for JTO, confronted Micah and was like, "Hey, what the fuck? You just fucked up my sister, bro. That ain't that, that ain't right." Great. Yeah, the, the entire Inaba, Inaba family beefing yeah. with Micah. Dude, that would be based. <laughs> um, just, oh man, I know. I, at that point, I was like, "Oh yeah, Tomoka has a little sister," mm-hmm. and I thought, "Oh my god, one day it'll be like Rina and Hina against uh, Tomoka and uh, Azusa." great that that just sounds so cool <laughs> like, that just sounds so. like a great match yeah um, um and they did kind of tease a lot of inaba mica stuff so i assume that yeah. will carry over to stardom and that's a match you can do whenever like if you do want to do a mica white belt run you know an inaba match is is kind of essential to that based on what the white belt usually represents um and yeah azusa getting in on the on the action i wouldn't be surprised if if mica gets to do another JTO date eventually to maybe wrestle Azusa in her debut. That seems like a favor she might do to, to Taka. So 
I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and yeah, I think Aoi is <laughs> a locked end up in stardom eventually as well, just based on yeah. you know the fact that she was involved here and and with it was you know given a lot of time with with kind of Micah. So um, a lot of interesting stuff. Um, you know, Mariah and uh, Inaba didn't go easy on each other. God's Eye teammates. They uh, they had a little moment after the match though to to make sure that they're okay. Um, but yeah, just if you haven't seen the match, watch it. It's great. Uh, it's the best of Tomoka Inaba. She she had kind of yeah. lost her way recently, uh, where she was leaning a lot into the technician stuff. Uh, but here she was just kicking the shit out of people, and that's really what you want from from Inaba. She was just throwing kicks. Um, so you get to see the best of Inaba. You get to see Mirai and Micah look like stars and get cheers. Um, so yeah, great match. Check it out. And if you are watching the show, stick around for the main event. It's uh, yeah. it's got a lot of praise. Dylan considers it first. The first uh, f- 10 out of 10 match I've given all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so yeah. it is a death match. Definitely. So if you don't like death it matches, is. maybe it's don't a very watch brutal, it. It's a very brutal death match. Let me let me preface that. It's not just like a death match in name. It was very, like even I got a little squeamish at a certain point. Uh, it was very intense. So not for the faint of heart, but it definitely was worth the watch. Like I said, one of my favorite matches I've seen in a very, very, very long time. Probably my match of the year by the end of the year. Wow. Great show. Great match. Yeah. And that main event was uh, El Desperado versus June Kasai. So Correct. just keep an eye on it. I haven't watched it yet, so I don't know. I will watch it eventually, but I haven't seen it yet. I did watch the Yoshi tag. That's enough about JTO. 40 minutes in, and we're finally about to speak uh, <laughs> about stardom. Uh, yeah. So the, the opening, so the first show to review was on September the 11th. Uh, this was the five star Grand Prix Yokohama tournament. This was in the Yokohama Budokan, and it did 1,324 fans, which um, is a big improvement over the last time they were on the Yokohama Budokan, because um, that was for day one and two of the GP last year. So obviously that kind of split the attendance, though. Um, yeah. But I think 1,300 is, kind of... is probably their, their marker for these types yeah. of interviews. And, you know, to be if fair... If they don't Newton... hit that, it's kind of bad. If yeah, they do, it's, it's about how they should. Like New Japan ran the Budokan, the Yokohama Budokan, uh, two weeks ago and did 1,400. That was kind of a house show, though. They didn't have a good card at all. And uh, Noah ran it on the 11th of August for day one of the N1 victory, and they only did 940. So, you know, Stardom outdid Noah by about 400 there. And Noah kind of had Storm's some big kinda, matches. I think Stardom's kind of confirming their spot as that number three in in japan uh i mean it depends on where you put jagan gate because they're kind of all over the place with their that type of stuff but mm-hmm. they're like firmly they're firmly behind new japan like pretty firm like it's it's pretty you know especially as as cheering starts to come back with new japan i suspect it's gonna start getting even more you know firm that's like okay new japan's definitely you know starm isn't anywhere close to new japan yet right mm-hmm. uh and i think we'll start seeing that more um, as time goes on, but they aren't, you know, they aren't at the NOAA level. They're still slightly above that. They aren't at, you know, some of the other companies. I think they're still firmly number two, number three uh, in Japan, which is which is good. I mean, uh, a couple years ago, they were, what, number five, <laughs> maybe? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, it's, it's an improvement. Where it, when you compare it to others who have ran there this year, as I said, NOAA did 940 there. Uh, just last month with a show that had Sagira versus Kojima and Fujita versus oh, Shiyazaki. Yeah. So, you know, two 
big enough matches. I'm not going to say they're the biggest matches Noah has, but I would consider Kojima versus Sagira a match that people want to watch. I mean, um, I'm not a Noah guy, and I, I said, oh, I would go out and I would watch that. So, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's insane. Uh, Big Japan, they ran here on the 5th of May and apparently did 1,800. Um, I'm not going to say... I, a big event, though. I'm not no. going to say I don't believe that. But <laughs> I, I have a hard time believing <laughs> that they got 1,800 people. Um, but if they say they did, they did. Um, Ice Ribbon ran here on the 4th of May and they did 861. So, you know, Stardom did about 500 more there. And uh, who else ran here? Um, Freedoms ran here. They did about 700. So, again, Stardom kind of leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of companies, but still trailing New Japan. But I would consider this a good number. It's a lot higher than the last time they ran Yokohama Budokan, and it's higher than a lot of what their, their competitors are doing, uh, other than New Japan, obviously. Yeah, uh, this is the spot they want to be in, I'd, I'd imagine. Obviously, I mean, if they can sell it out, they'd want to be there, but uh realistically this is where they want to be yeah definitely um but it's hard to it's hard to like pin down where they are right now but i would say they're in the conversation for like top three in yep. japan so that's kind of where we're at but it's enough about the attendance onto the show <laughs> you're doing everything <laughs> except for reviewing the matches i know it's crazy <laughs> and i like the show as well i, I have nothing nothing against yeah, it was it. a good show just, uh, we had stuff to talk about um so the opener was a tag match. It was Tomoka Inaba and Siri defeating Waka Skiyama and Mina Shirakawa. Uh, Tomoka Inaba pinned Waka after a deadly Tomoka kick in eight and a half minutes. Um, so this was all about showcasing Tomoka Inaba, essentially. Um, she looked great with Siri during the entrance. I think uh, yep. Inaba's overall aesthetic fits really well with God's Eye. And... Um, Somehow that Queen of JTO belt makes Inaba look great. Even I though still can't decide how I li- how I feel about the belt. It's it's a terrible uh, belt, but I love it. Yeah, like, it is bad. I mean, it, it's big. It's big. I think that's the great thing is it's big. It's like it looks yeah. cool, even though it does. Even though like aesthetically it looks terrible, it looks cool because it's like it's a big belt, and she's like, yeah, I'm a champion. Like it, it's just cool, right? Mm-hmm. I think belts make everything cooler. Definitely. Uh, I I found it really funny that Mina was out striking. Inaba for like the first three minutes of this match I was so confused about why that was where they went with it but I mean I was like I wasn't one to complain but that was just amazing to me <laughs> it was interesting but um they did let Inaba throw a lot of kicks and eventually she did kick the daylights out of Waka for the win with the uh, deadly Tomoka kick so one thing one thing that I did miss about Waka is that Waka did the most elaborate setup just to hit the Bobby Tyler. Yes. And I was like, dude, you gotta respect it. You gotta respect it. <laughs> like like she like she like jumped off of Inaba onto the rope onto Shuri and then it was it was just the Bobby Tyler. That's and one I was of like, her Damn. most common spots now. She does it in the triple threats where she gets one person to land on the well, other. You know, <laughs> I ain't watching those triple threats, Alex. Yeah, I know, but I remember seeing it uh before the tournament. She jumps off the back and gets them to land on the other person. It's it's a really good yeah. move. It was um, it was just really funny to see like Shuri stand there waiting to get hit with the Bobby Tyler. It was yes, great. Definitely. Um but that match really was all about Tamagin about it was a good match uh, and it definitely made her come away looking important, which is what you want from your newest member of your 
kind of golden faction almost who never lose. So um, strong opener. After that, we got into league action. We had Red Stars block mm, match. Mm, 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 mm. The Mayus. Oh, shit. Yes, the Mayus. So listen, I woke up early <laughs> to watch this show, okay? And I was like, I have about an hour before I have to get up. Because, you know, when these shows are in the morning, you do have to get up when you're a European. And yeah. I was like, you know, Suzu and, and Saya will probably be early enough that I will get to see it in this hour. No. Out comes this parade of actresses to talk about how they want to play Mayu Iwatani in the upcoming movie about Mayu Iwatani. Now, we did get championship theme Mayu just for this. Mm -hmm. They played her yes. championship theme. Here for it. Love it. Uh, this is a 20-minute se segment. <laughs> yeah, they went forever. They went. It was so funny. I was like, so I watched this on delay. I watched this on delay, and I was like, I don't need to watch this. Like, 15 minutes in, I was like, I this is not necessary to watch. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, it's it. it I could I could send some good bits from this, so I just yes. watched it anyway. And there were, in fact, really good things <laughs> about it. They were super fucking funny. The um. One of the best things was people being like, that tall girl is going to get a phone call from Tetsuya Koda the second she steps back. <laughs> He's going to be like, please, come over. Let's go, let's go. Tokyo Joshi Pro. Um, but the show stealer was the woman dressed as Mayu, uh, kind of meant to look like Mayu's blue gear. Uh, she was stunting. Like, she was going for it. She did the EO. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> did the Viper EO promo, bro. Yeah. She straight up just was like, uh, I'm going to bridge for a German suplex while I talk. And the, the only time we've ever seen that was when Io Shirai did it to be like, I want to challenge you for your belts. I have five belts already, but I want another one. And we were both like, that is peak Io. And this yeah. woman did it yeah. to audition for Dude, Mayu. Was... No, the, the best part was the context surrounding it. So the first three... Uh, we're super respectful, just did mm -hmm. their normal introductions, pretty normal. Um, but number four just started cutting a Saki Kashima promo where she was just like berate, like it sounded like she was just berating people. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a different tone, I guess. Um, then, yeah, number five uh, does a fucking backbridge and repeats Ryugoku Kokuki Genyo like five times. I just, I just did it there. That's crazy. I said, you know, probably did as good as Mayu, but still, she said that over and over and over again to prove that she is better than Mayu. I guess. Um, and then number six was like super shy and started like nearly crying. Um, and she was nervous to be in front of everybody and to like talk. And I was like, you know what? That's probably an indicator that she'd probably be the best Momo yes. of all of these. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, and then Momo Kogo, who had already wrestled, she was on the pre-show. Uh, she lost her, her battle Royal match. Uh, she's like beaten up and everything. And she's like, I love Mayu a lot. And that's it. Um, and then Yuri, cosplays as blonde Mayu a day after Mayu dyed her hair and is no longer blonde Mayu. And she's Incredible. like, so, uh, so you didn't tell me I, I, I bleached my hair and, uh, <laughs> and you went back to, yeah. And Mayu's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, like, she was, she was going for it. Um, and Yuri won the vote, the popular vote to get yeah. to this stage. Like she was the leader of the vote. So uh, the people want to see Yuri play Mayu. Um, oh, number five also had a tail. 
Yes. She had her own tail. <laughs> Number five was dedicated. Like, I kind of want her to get a part because she she definitely gave it her all, but mm-hmm. she is too good <laughs> for Mayu, honestly. She 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 should play she's EO. Too she should play yeah, EO when the movie happens. That'd be she great. Should she, she should play EO. Yeah. Um it was it was insane. Like I was, I tweet out on my private account. I was like, one day we're gonna look back and wonder how the fuck we let them do this for like a half an hour on a pay per view. Yeah. Like it wasn't announced; they just did it, and and we just had to watch. I love how this was on the main show, but Fuwa wasn't. Like that's yeah. insane. Yeah, they did Fuwa. Like I, I found out about that from a Tokyo Sports article, and was like, when the fuck did this happen? What See, did I, I, I saw Suzuki post on Instagram about it. That's yeah. how I found out. But this, nah, this is this is front and center. That was great. I was like, I understand why they did it. It was to give the actresses publicity, and obviously to be like, hey, if you apply to be in our movie, you might get publicity, so you should please apply. Um, but it was just, it was absurd. <laughs> and honestly, I will never forget number five, like the the bridge, iconic. Uh, the woman who was too nervous and looked like she was about to cry. Not iconic, but memorable. <laughs> um, and tall lady, I will see you in Tokyo Joshi Pro in in eight months. So yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that. So I don't know who's gonna play Mayu, and quite frankly, it doesn't matter because we'll probably never ever see the movie in English. So it's fine. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. There's, I don't there's so. a lot of publicity. They they might they might throw it out in English. I I don't think so. They don't do anything in English. They don't even have the books That's in true. English, and they're the easiest That's things to translate true. to English. Like I don't uh, I don't think so. Anyway, back to back to the the show. Um, we had Red Star's block action. It was Risa Sarah beating Unagi Sayaka in six minutes with a double knee drop. Uh, so Unagi came out with a, a kendo stick and tried to beat up Risa Sarah. You know, get the jump on Risa Sarah. Unagi was fucking primal in these matches. He was. She she is she is sick of losing, (laughs) and I am I am honestly getting tired of her losing as well. I'm feeling bad for her, and I don't usually feel bad for Unagi, but she is getting she is getting mad. (laughs) It's going to uh, it's going to cap somewhere. I'm sure. Uh, Has she wrestled Siri yet? Yes. All right. Okay. Damn. All right. Um, So after Unagi tried to beat Risa Sarah with a kendo stick, the referee took it off her, and Risa Sarah proceeded to beat the brakes off this woman. <laughs> she just... Yeah. The rest of the match was her mauling Unagi, which is always fun. Unagi is so good at getting her ass beat. Like, she is she is so fantastic at selling. Um, so, th- I mean, this was a good match. Like, I liked the start of it, and then once Risa took over, she was just like, I'm, I'm gonna beat the crap out of you, and that, that was great. Yeah, I thought it was really, really fun. Um... Like I said, Unagi came out with like a like a real a real pep in her step. She was ready to hurt some people, and she got hurt uh, a lot and <laughs> lost simply. Uh, so yeah, poor Unagi. <laughs> what an icon, honestly. <laughs> Dude, it, like, I love her. like we we said this like maybe two weeks ago that it's like, damn, Unagi's fall from grace has been so like wild to like watch happen, and mm-hmm. it's like I don't think it fully set in until this weekend, and I was like, damn. This poor woman. <laughs> yeah, didn't she get like ten struggling. points last year, and now she is she, yeah. on two in a bigger. She was block. like in contention by like, I mean, she lost contention by like the second to last day or something. But she was still in it for like a while. Mm. Um, she wasn't gonna win it, win it, but she was, she was in, right? Yeah, yeah. She, it's wild, man. It's insane. 
It's very weird, but um, you know, Working it's it's or pink kabuki, man. Yeah, uh, listen, that's how it goes. Um, the next match on the card then was a Red Stars block match. Himeka beat Saki in just over six minutes with a high angle power bomb, uh, also just known proved. as the concussion bomb. Yeah, beginning is better than colors. That's that's proof right there. We all knew that. I mean, lesson. Yeah. Uh, Except was... for Xavier, apparently. Yeah, well, listen, he has some bad takes. You know, you can't, yeah, you can't. That's yeah, um, this was a this was a pretty good match. You know, it was kind of um, it was similar to what is a good comparison. <laughs> I don't know. We've it... seen we've we're on match a hundred, Alex. Of this yeah. Tournament. Um, yeah. It reminded me comparing many of them. What is the one? I think it was my Sakurai and Unagi when they opened a Korkin and it was just like they just went in, beat each other up for a few minutes, hit some stiff shit and got out, you know? Yeah. This reminded me of that, except Hameka is obviously better than my Sakurai and Unagi. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Very high energy, a lot of snug strikes and they just kind of ended it, which is it's kind of how these Hameka matches are working where she gets somebody out of the blue for the the concussion bomb, and uh, yeah, that was really won. clean. The finish was clean. Yeah, so I, yeah. I'm I'm into that, and uh, yeah, the match the match was fun while it lasted. But it, uh... Saki has shares a lot of moves with Micah, is what I realized in this match. Yeah, um, yeah, they just do a lot of the same moves, um, okay. which is okay. But I was just like, huh, she hit the Michinoka driver. Oh, she she hit the superplex. I don't Not know if hers is a Michinoka like, driver or if it's meant to be a Falcon. Falcon's arrow style, because isn't that That's a, a less... very bad Falcon's arrow? If it is, <laughs> I mean, probably. Like, I mean, I not bad, know. but it's just it just doesn't look like how it would. I don't know. I mean, either way, yeah, Saki just has similar moves uh, to other people on the roster. I mean, she also has the running uh, suplex, which is uh, Ami's old finish. Mm. Uh, so, but you know, the Kawhi yeah, Buster. Yeah. Again, Saki's been wrestling longer than any of these people, so it's like they probably stole it from her more than she stole it from them. But because mm-hmm. she's coming to stardom, it's like, oh, so this is the person that everybody stole their moves from. <laughs> I wouldn't give her that much credit now. I'm not I'm not sure about that. But um, okay. the next match on the show was a Blue Stars block match. This was Suzu Suzuki beating Sayaka Matani in just under 12 minutes with a German suplex. Uh, so this this is a match I've been looking forward to ever since the the blocks were announced. When I realized it was going to be Yokohama Budokan, I was like, hell yeah, let's go. And uh, yeah, listen, they had a great match. Um, some really cool spots. Uh, a, a lot of people were Dude. shocked by the uh, Suzu apron German. But I was like, I've seen the... her do that to Scushi. Like, she yeeted that woman. So <laughs> I've yeah. seen it. I've, I've been there. That wasn't that. even the worst. That wasn't even the worst. Uh like out to the floor spot like apron spot of the night that yeah. came in the middle in the main event um but yeah fucking saya did a crash and burn hurricane rana uh and then suzu hit the release german off the apron and i was like that's this is just this is different mm-hmm. <laughs> these motherfuckers are different um the cameraman missed the shot like the very famous shot the shot that is the cover of shoe pro of saya bridging up and suzu looking shocked like amazed um while she's at the top rope, the camera completely missed it, and I was like, "God damn it!" Um, and then it hit a they hit a shoot a shoot headbutt, which was insane. Of course. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that was a really good match. Great match. Um, I do. I'm gonna criticize Suzu. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. In a way, 
because I know she has at least two more gears that she hasn't she, touched she's wrestling in this GP. A very, she's wrestling a very specific match every mm -hmm. time yeah. uh, this year in like, this tournament. The thing is, most of her memorable matches are about 16 minutes, right? So I know mm -hmm. she can have that quality of she match. She shave off a minute and a half. Yeah. Bit, yeah. Like, this could have been similar to the Scushi matches, easily, right? But it wasn't. She's two notches below in every GP match. Like, she's leaving a lot there. And that's kind of what got me about this and the Mayu match was it's like, okay, this is great, but I know you have another two levels to you that you're not going near. So that's kind of my issue with Suzu at the moment is that I know, because I've seen her do it, she can be so much better. But she just no, I've, I've said doesn't want to well. touch that level yet. Um. Because, and I think, and you didn't get to see it, but we're going to talk about it in a little bit. The Risa Sarah versus Azumi match uh, really showcased a different side of Risa Sarah mm -hmm. um, than we've seen in Stardom. Because I think both Suzu and Risa Sarah have a very specific style when wrestling in Stardom that you don't necessarily always see outside of Stardom. Um, they're usually a bit more free flow outside of it, but they have a very set kind of how they, you know, conduct themselves and how they wrestle in Stardom. And I don't think Suzu has broken that yet, but I think Risa in the Azumi match did. And that's why I really like that match, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I definitely get that. Like, there's so sort of a pattern you start to sense with the Suzu matches, which aren't bad. They're never they're never not good matches, but they're always a step below what you know she could do. Yeah. Right? Uh, that's, that's the story of this tournament so far. She did win with the Locomotive German Suplex and then point to the white belt. Mm -hmm. So... Could be a feud. I think a lot of people were saying that as well, is that this match felt like the beginning of a rivalry more than it felt like, uh, like you know, just like a match. It felt like it was something that's going to carry out at some point. Mm -hmm. And people are very excited about that, including myself. I think that's really cool. And um, as I wrote in my Voices of Wrestling review, which I'm very proud of, um, Plug. <laughs> this there's a lot of threads to this that I don't know if I'm connecting out of nowhere, but Suzu and Saya... Mm -hmm essentially always have always been connected in some way right even though suzu debuted in ice ribbon and slide debuted in stardom idols they debuted very close to each other and in their debut rookie years suzu finished second in the tokyo sports rookie of the year voting and saya finished third right and they both had these meteoric rises like within two years two or three years both had won major championships but yeah. suzu won the top title in Ice Ribbon. She was Ice X Infinity Champion. Saya won the second title in Stardom. So Saya has always kind of been a step behind Suzu. Yeah. And now she's lost here. So it's kind of like Saya and Suzu have always been in competition and Saya has always been losing. And now she's lost here in their first match, which sets them up for a lot in future because I, I think at this stage Suzu is eventually gonna lock down with stardom I don't think she holds back in this GP unless she knows she's gonna wrestle all these people again you know what I mean um, I, I think what what I've been thinking with uh, the Inuba case and this kind of got me thinking in general I don't know if stardom needs to be locking down people or if they feel confident enough in these sorts of relationships that they could just do very long-term things with them um but that's a discussion we can have on a less loaded episode uh than the one we have today but i think 
because I, I get what you mean. Like, Suzu's going to be around stardom for a while, but I don't think they even need to, like, fully sign her as long as they could just keep a good relationship with prominence. Because I imagine Suzu would prefer to be in the company she made, um, like, well, she helped make than in a different company, but just highly contribute to the company that she's wrestling for. Like, do you get what I'm trying to say? Um, yes. Similarly to... You know, maybe Inaba, even though she's more likely to come over. Um, I'm just wondering, like, I don't, I don't know if Starm cares too much as long as they can keep good relationships with these smaller brands than them. Because uh, it's different than if they, like, partnered with TJPW, which is, like, trying to compete with them. Um, then it's, like, any day they could just usurp them and be like, fuck you. We're going to, you know, we don't want to be partners anymore. We took your clout and now we're here. Um Prominence is never going to be at the level of stardom just because that's not how it works. Same with JTO to a certain degree. Um, they're not competition. So I, I kind of see it as like, maybe maybe this is just a long-term thing and we don't even have to think about like, oh, when is she going to sign type of thing? But that's just a, a thought I going through my head. Yeah, well, I've never been on the Suzu should sign for stardom train, but it feels inevitable with how mm. she's been in this tournament. I feel like if she was trying to earn more bookings she'd be going all out but she hasn't because she probably knows that she's going to have another match with a lot of these people on bigger stages yeah. which feels to me like she knows in herself that she's going to be around for a while in stardom um but i just think there's a great career rivalry here between these two that started oh, here you know because they're not only are they in competition and have been since they debuted but they're very different you know saya kamatani is this you know idol from the dancing world who is this kind of clean aerial kind of wrestler um and suzuki is a deathmatch fanatic right who is just gritty and violent and those two things connecting and then clashing as a styles clash is just so interesting so i think you know micah may have been usurped as saya's big rival because there's just a lot to grasp onto here with with suzu versus saya that they can work off of if they want to. I think Mike is just everybody's big rival. <laughs> is the thing. Yeah, probably. Um, until somebody say. else takes her spot, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, we should probably keep going through these matches. <laughs> so the next match was a Red Stars block match. Uh, Azumi beat Utami Hayashishita with the Azumi Zushi in just under That's seven minutes. That's my fucking girl. You Hell see yeah. that? That um, shit was insane, too. That was like... Like, that was clean as a fucking... Like, that wasn't, like, a, a struggle, Azumi Sushi. She beat her. Mm-hmm. She beat her and then was just like, yeah, I'm going to do this do this for for the style points. Like, because... So, this match was also really interesting. It was only six minutes. um, And it was a lot of just Azumi, like, out-positioning Utami and then spiking her on her head over and over again um, until she hit the Canadian Destroyer and... Transitioned it immediately into the Izumi Sushi. Compliments to the chef, she won. Uh, yeah, all killer, no filler. This was just a straight shot, and Azumi just she kind of she kind of like just walked all over her. Well, it was kind of Azumi printing her style on Utami in that she made yeah. it a sprint, and Utami just never was able to get it back. You know, which is is kind of how some of these Azumi big matches have gone, where they just go at it. And Azumi is dictating the pace, and it throws off her opponent. Um, that's kind of what happened to Utami here, which is very interesting. Um, I thought it was a really good match as well. Yeah, I, I loved it. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, it was. It was. I was just shocked, man. 
Um, cause I, I went into this, I didn't know the result. I did watch this late, but I didn't know the result. Uh, so I was just expecting the Utami win that we talked about last week. Um, but man, Azumi just winning and just really like taking control of the match, winning it. Now she's in the lead alongside, um, Himeka. I, I just loved everything about this. That was really interesting. Uh, everybody now knows that the election was rigged um, <laughs> early this year, the Queen's Quest election, not any other election. Please don't misquote me on that. Um, it was rigged and it was stolen by Utami, and Izumi is the rightful leader of the of the group, so shout out to her. Of course, of course, definitely. definitely. You're not crazy at all. Um, the next match on the show is a Blue Stars block match. Uh, Mayu Utani and Julia wrestled to a 15-minute time limit draw. So the first draw of this Grand Prix, and it only took us a month to get into the tournament. Um, uh, this I think this might have been like match 100. <laughs> probably, probably is. Um, and yeah, this this was them kind of continuing on from their, their draw earlier this year. They just kind of... It started with Julia hitting a six suplex. And it just went from there. Uh, so if you enjoyed their 30-minute draw, chances are you really loved this one as well. Um, and I enjoyed this 95 one. matches in. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Sorry. I enjoyed this one more than the 30-minute draw. Um, as did I. I still had my issues with it. There was, there was one part that stood out where they were just both doing suplexes over and over again and didn't sell a single one. And I was like, all right, what are we doing here? <laughs> like... I'm all for the occasional no sell, but you can't just pretend these moves aren't doing anything. Like that's just that's just a bit ridiculous. Um, which is kind of where some of the you, matches between these two you don't end understand. Up. You don't understand fighting spirit, Alex. You don't <laughs> get it. As fighting spirit means you're invincible. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. So that you know, I do have some gripes with with what these two do when they're together, but generally it was a pretty great match. Um, and uh, I, I loved the start. I think that was crazy. Uh, that was very... I punched her in the fucking face, bro. She did. She did. I, I like punches I in the shit. face. Like, this This is yeah. great. But, you know, it just... I had my gripes with it down the stretch. Because Julia, was... as I say a few times with Julia, she tends to occasionally go overboard. And I'm like, all right, you're going to have to pull it back here a little bit. And, uh, you know, this kind of ended before they could get a little bit too uh, over the edge. Julia loves her cliches, man. Um, yes. Like the the double, like the double headbutt, double down. I was like, that's the most you know cliche thing I've ever fucking seen. But I liked it. I mean, I, I liked the match in general. I thought it was really really good. Um, probably like top ten. I mean, definitely top ten for me of the mm-hmm. of the tournament. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. There was definitely, like I said, a lot of cliches, a lot of things that's like ah, they didn't need to do that. It was a bit too much. It's a bit um, overdone. But I thought. Taking 15 minutes off of it, um, compared to their match earlier this year, really did everything for it, right? Yeah. Because uh, in the match earlier this year, obviously a lot of people have very differing opinions on it. Uh, this is one of my opinions that a lot of people do not like, uh, from what I've known. I, I think that the 30 minutes, at like 28 minutes in, you were like, they haven't even done like most of the finishing stretch. So what am I do? What am I here for? Uh, they haven't even like st- they haven't even started hitting like bigger moves. They've just been kind of wrestling for like 28 minutes aimlessly. Uh, this one it never felt like that because you kind of are waiting for it to ramp up, and 15 minutes is enough time for it to ramp up without hitting the climax, and it not feel like you just wasted a bunch of time. Uh, that's just a testament to the 15 minute tra- time limit being really really dope. But I thought it all 
worked out very, very well, um, even though they kind of were, it, it was a draw, but I thought this, in this circumstance, it was pretty hype, and it was like, oh, it's the first draw, that's cool, more than it was like, oh, brother, a draw, you know, so I yeah. think, I'm very, I'm very happy it's a 50-minute draw for this, for this tournament. Um, I also just want to make a correction. Last week I said that Julia had never beat Mayu. Um, I didn't realize they wrestled. They've wrestled in every GP since Julia has been here, um, and Julia won their first match. So um, mm. I didn't. I totally forgot. About yeah, that I didn't too. see that one when I was looking through the results, but um, they did wrestle in 2020. Me and you have mostly uh, removed 2020 from our brain. Because that was such yeah. a weird time as a Stardom fan. Like, that post-COVID period was just all over the shop. The only thing the only thing I positively remember about that tournament was that Azumi did good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she, she had good matches, and that is it. That is yeah. the only thing I remember. It's just like a fever dream. Like, I barely remember that Tam and Natsuko had that one match where uh, it was essentially Dump versus Nagayo. Like, it was just all... Cora oh, yeah. being a heel using weapons and then Tam did like two comebacks and got the win and everybody hated it and I was like oh that was pretty cool <laughs> like what a weird time um so I did we both have we that. both have Natsuko Tam matches that we just like very much appreciate that yeah. nobody else does yeah but uh yeah post post COVID stardom was was quite weird so uh I did not remember yeah. that Julia wrestled Mayu sadly but um Julia has beaten Mayu and it is one and one and like three draws at this stage. Um, the next match on the show, though, uh, was the Artists of Stardom Championship match. Uh, Momokogo, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima of Ueda Tai retained against Suzuki, Koguma, and Hanan when Starlight Kid pinned Hanan. So, uh, anybody who knows me uh, knows that I loved this a lot. Uh, absolutely excellent. One of the best matches of this year and it was largely because yeah. they built it around Hanan right and yeah. Stardom gets a lot of flack from people um, for focusing so much on outsiders and all that sort of stuff but when they get a chance to do long term stuff with their homegrown wrestlers they can knock it out of the park and this, this was the start of that for Hanan like this was the first clear step in an elevation for her um, because you know she and all the stars team came out with brand new gear, but Hanan was Dude, front and center, right? I just realized like such a cool thread of this match when you think about it. Sorry to interrupt. I know you're really really into this match, but I just wanted to point out that you brought up the homegrown thing, the way it paired off, right? Generation wise, Momo mm-hmm. Hazuki, the hearts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Saki and Saki and Koguma, both. Early days stardom, left, came back, are doing things now. Mm-hmm. And then Starlight Kid and Hanan all were both like of the same generation, roughly, maybe a generation or two apart. And they all paired off, all homegrown. Yeah, I, I didn't like that's a thread I just connected how dope that is, actually. Because they all did it like that. They all paired off like that. I think that's really interesting. Sorry, I just, I just put the two and two together. My bad. Go on. Okay. Um, so stars came out all in new gear. Uh, Koguma's orange gear looked great. Uh, good, mm-hmm. good, good for Koguma. Keep wearing it. It, it is fantastic. Um, Hazuki had blue, and Hanan front and center with her yellow and blue. Uh, very vibrant. She had a hat and everything. 
Hanan was at the center of it all, right? And then Hanan starts the match with Starlight Kid, okay? And I said this in my review as well. When Kid left Stars, she not only betrayed Mayu, she betrayed Hanan, right? And everybody else in Stars, because Hanan and Kid, they were they never teamed as much as you would have thought, but they were the two, right? They were the two. They were the young stars. future. They were the future of Stardom. They were both going to eventually take over the mantle of Stars and protect Stardom from everybody. And Kid said no. Kid left that. She turned her back on them to go down her own path. So you have Hanan, who lost the kid in the GP, obviously has this resentment to this woman who turned on her faction and left them at one of their lowest points. And, you know, she's paired off with Kid. And fair play to Kid, because Kid did an amazing job of putting Hanan over, uh, especially on the finishing stretch, you know? Um, yeah. Because the match itself was great, you know, a lot of cool trios action. Uh, Hazuki and Momo did violence, which was fun. It was the finishing stretch that really drove it home because not only did Kid, you know, let Hanan kick out of her her moonsault and escape her her kind of uh, move she stole from Desperado, the submission. Um, numero dos. Numero dos. But she also gave uh, Hanan some massive near falls that I thought were going to win it. You know, there was the one where uh, Kid was up top and Koguma held her so Hanan could do the backdrop driver, and Hanan did a second backdrop driver. Dude, I, I, I watched this i already knew who won this match and i bit for yeah, that one. yeah like i was like i was like oh that's so close you know like i was i was really excited i think and not not to you know interrupt you again i'm interrupting you a lot i just drank an entire monster that's <laughs> oh one. god yeah um but no i i <laughs> i think if i watched this like live it probably would have been like up there in my match the mm-hmm. contendership right uh, I think that's just the FWC curse is that they always kind of dread, like they, they get you into it when it's live. And when you watch it in delay, it's slightly not as good. Cause you, you can't like buy into everything. You can't bite for everything, but even that made me bite. And mm-hmm. I knew that they lost. So that's, that's a testament to how good it was. Yeah. Like that near fall was amazing. And uh, that is why I thought Starlight Kid's performance down the stretch was fantastic. You know, um, cause she really sold for, for Hanan quite well. And also, obviously, Kid, you know, let her kick out of the the, the moonsault and the get out of the submission. So just the entire focus down the stretch was on Hanan almost getting that win over Kid, who is clearly somebody that she's going to have a rivalry with, you know, go, uh, eventually. And I just thought it was so fantastic. Like, Ed, putting Hanan at the heart of this was a great choice, and she did amazing. Yep. And Starlight Kid deserves all the praise in the world for how well she was able to do with with Hanan and how much she gave her and how unselfish she was um and you know that 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 backdrop driver near fall was just amazing um so you know the fact that they had me believing Hanan was going to pin Starlight Kid says a lot and um yeah this this was just amazing and uh you know eventually this will be looked back on as one of the first major steps in the elevation of Hanan kind of up the card because that's that's kind of what we're in the middle of now like, i mean this year has been hanan getting more and more of that spotlight rossi gave the game away um he said uh seven months until she graduates high school and i think she's going to be a big star after that so i imagine eight months from now we are going to see a new white belt champion um <laughs> uh but no I, I do think that like we are uh seven short months away from total hanan domination 
uh, and I'm ready for it. I think I think this match kind of drove home that like people gotta say that she people gotta stop saying that she's rising to the occasion and that she is simply like on par with any other wrestler on the roster at this point. Um, and it's been a very very quick time to get to that point because you think about it, her first match over 12 minutes ever. Uh, her first singles match over 10 minutes was against Inaba like three months ago. Uh, and she's already at the point where it's like, yeah, I would, I would put her like pretty middle of the pack with the company uh, in terms of like just quality as a wrestler. So she's, she's great. I mean, I'm really excited for her, for her progression. And I think this match really did sell it a lot. Um, props to kid, obviously props to way in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, this match was uh, better than their last couple that I've not been too big yeah. on. I know some people are, but I, I enjoyed this a lot. Obviously, FWC is just a different animal as well. But yeah, really good stuff. Also, uh, Hanan wiped out Natsuko with the with the suicide drive dive. So I imagine Natsuko's okay because she ate all of it. <laughs> uh, she should be coming back soon if she's eaten that impactful of a dive. Potentially, yeah. Although she is still limping a little bit, so I have no idea. Um, Who knows? But that, that that was that match. Uh, I I thought it was excellent, and I thought there was a lot a lot of good stuff to it, and especially a huge focus on Hanan. That's going to be very important eventually. And uh, just credit to Rossi because when he wants to push somebody, he'll just do it. <laughs> and this was the start of that with Hanan. Um, He's got the vision. Definitely. And after the match, uh, Starlight Kid challenged Queen's Quest to a to a match. Oh. So we're gonna get this away to tie trio versus uh, some somebody from Queen's Quest. They didn't specify. She's kept talking, man. Of course, um, because uh, I, she started mentioning Queen's Quest, and I was like, "All right, okay, so is, is this a challenge?" And then none of them came out to do anything, but it was it was in fact a busy challenge. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's going to be great, because Queen's Quest Trius matches always go crazy. So yeah. looking forward to that. Um, the main event then of the show was the Goddess of Stardom Championship match. Tam Nakano and Natsupoi beat Ami Sore and Mirai just under 21 minutes. Uh, Tam pinned Ami with the Twilight Dream to get the win. Uh, on the come down from the artist match, this was always going to have a tough time. Uh, but I thought it was a great match. I thought both teams did really well. Uh, this was definitely the best of Ami and and Mirai as a team. I yeah. still have some issues with Mirai in her big matches. She really goes for that arm arm bar thing, and I'm just like, you know, I hate submissions. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, I get it. They're so on these two shows, on this and the Takataichi Despi. That's a mouthful. <laughs> on these two shows, I think Mirai's techers looked really good. Um, I'll give her that. Uh, I don't know what it was. She's kind of like she, because usually they're very, they stick out like a sore thumb, right? Where it's like, okay, I'm gonna stop doing the match and I'm going to start doing the submissions, and she just puts it in there. It felt very natural when she started just fucking up Tam's arm, uh, for me at least. So I, I appreciated that more than I usually do. I also just was really uh anti Cosmic Angels in this one, so I was really <laughs> excited that Mariah and Ami just fucked them up. A lot. So even even at the start, when Tam like just slapped the shit out of Mirai, and I got tossed out face first onto the floor, <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, that's that's what I want. That's what I want for out of this." Um, but yeah, Mirai was like real. She was she was full of piss and vinegar. She was doing like taka moves. She was just being heelish. She was just getting getting down and dirty with it. Uh, and yeah, I don't know why, but I was just really appreciating the Kyoko's uh, efforts here. 
Just yeah. in general, even even the techers. No, stuff. they're they're getting better, and they're they're obviously going to win these tag belts eventually. You don't have them lose three times to to not have them win. That's um, insane. But you know, I I I'd say if I watched this again, I'd enjoy it more. But you know, coming from the the Hanan performance, nothing was ever going to live up to it. You know, um, but you know, I thought it was it was great. I still enjoyed it, and I'm I'm excited to see what Tam and Natsupoi can do as champions. I did expect them to bring the belts back to the main event spot because obviously they're they're two important people. I didn't expect it to be this quick, but I, I'm happy to see the tag belts in the main event spot. I think Stardom has enough great tag teams on hand that these belts could easily become pay-per-view main event material, you know, if they yeah. wanted to. So uh, fingers crossed they keep this up and, you know, they keep the belts at kind of a main event level. I, I've, I've honestly been very into the idea of secondary tag belts anyway. If you want to completely elevate the, the, the goddess belts, just just get secondary tag belts. It's that easy, you know? <laughs> um, so, well, I've always know. been of the of the opinion that more belts usually work out better. Like, I, 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 think, I think people who get very upset about having too many belts are very stupid, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would be totally down with, like, a Japanese tag team title. You know, mm-hmm. uh, at least that's in AJW terms, just a secondary. Uh, I, I think that'd be dope, and I, I think it would also like benefit like the lower card because then you could see someone like like Saya and Momokogo could win those belts yes. for a couple months. You know what I mean? And then lose them, obviously. Like they aren't going to be like lifelong champions; they aren't at that level. But like that's that's a perfect title for like a Saya who's great at tag matches and has three or four tag partners that she could win it with. And it doesn't have to be the sole tag team prize that everybody's vying for, and it could just be there. I I, I haven't thought about that. But yeah. that'd be a good and especially with New Blood, because the Japanese tag belts yeah. in AJW eventually became something that you know involved the Gaia teams. Like right? I remember there was you know a Gaia Japan team that held the Japanese tag titles. I think um, once did, they started to work Mako together, hold them. I feel like Mako might have held no, them. Go. I don't remember for sure. It might have been Kato and somebody else but i don't know if miko yeah. did it but maybe not with new blood you can do that as well like you can have um oh, what's their names from gato move uh, chie may unimon no but you know there's anybody. there's a there's two of them that always team together it's tokiko isn't it kirihara she is oh, yeah. a regular type yeah. partner anyway you could have people like them. They're, most of their teams are intergender is the issue. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, I know Tsukiko did team with a, a girl a lot, but I can't remember, honestly. She, she retired. Hey, uh, who? What was her name? Uh, Mitsuhara? No, it wasn't Mitsuhara. Uh, a girl who liked beer. I'm I'm failing right now as a Gato Move fan. Um, was it Sayuri something? Obihiro? No, uh, no Obihiro is still there. All right, okay. Obi-Gan anyway, was, anyway, besides the point, um, with New Blood, you could definitely have uh, Japanese tag title equivalent belts. You know, you could have Rina and Raka defending against like Hanazono and Waka or something, you know, or uh, uh, Aoi and Inaba. You could even give them to Aoi and Inaba, and I think that would Aoi be Tomo. pretty cool. Like Aoi Tomo getting to lower tier tag belts, it'd be great. So um, if if you want to keep elevating goddess belts then i see no reason to not think about at least introducing secondary tag belts to you know keep 
people occupied. Um, but that is a story for another day. And uh, probably just a pipe dream because these belts will go back down, slide back down a bit yeah. once Tam and Poi lose them. Um, it would be really fun, though. It would. Um, the next match... Uh, the next show to review was on yeah, September twelfth. Uh, this is a five-star GP twenty twenty-two in Corkin. Um, this Corkin Hall show had seven hundred and eighty-one fans, so probably the first disappointing number of the GP, I would say. Um, yeah, they could have just had uh, cheer crowds. Is the crazy thing, <laughs> like, because the cap is like see, what seven hundred seven fifty. As somebody pointed out to me, you'd have to distance the crowd then as well. So. They already look kind of distanced. They do, but you'd you'd have to sell like half as many front row seats. Yeah, stuff like that. So um, that's probably why they didn't do it here. But yeah, this is probably the first somewhat disappointing number. Uh, Seven hundred eighty-one is still good for Corkin. Um, but and yeah. it was a Monday, so I kind of get it. But you know, I imagine there they were the card wasn't slightly too crazy. Yeah, it was kind of bad. So um, I don't know. Maybe they're slightly disappointed. Maybe they're they're happy that they got seven hundred fans for a show with nothing really on it. But um, the show where nothing happened. Yes. Uh, the first match to review was a Blue Stars block match. It was Natsupoi beating Hanan in just over six minutes with the spinny kick to the face, um, which is a great way to end the match. Um, I would say this is Hanan's best match of the GP. But it is so, like, she's been so consistent she's, that it would yeah, be... Yeah, she just had a crazy consistent... Yeah, time. like, this is slightly better than the other matches, but every other match was good also. So, this was probably her best match by, like, a fifth of a star or something, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what we're like, talking about there. Her and Hazuki are the only two people that have had, like, consistently good matches. Every single match has been mm -hmm. at least notably good you know uh it's it's actually kind of insane stars on top hell yeah um the next match was blue stars block match it was mina shirakawa beating amisore with a figure four leg lock of all things see mina on the other hand uh, in just, <laughs> um, just this is just under 11 minutes um yeah yeah it was it was all right like they i think the thing standing between mina and having another outstanding tournament is her figure four leg lock mm. uh because that just, like I said with Mirai, how sometimes it feels like it's just slapped in and it feels like completely like disjointed from yes. like the flow of the match. That's how her figure four feels right now. Um, obviously, it's good. Uh, I mean, she she won with it, so like it's good that they're making it worth something. But just in general, it even was felt in the Julia match where it's like, oh, so this is just what she's gonna do for like three and a half minutes of this match. Oh, okay. Uh, Kind of felt the same here, but I did think it was it was an okay match. It was, you know, not not too not anything bad. It was just you could kind of feel it was getting a bit much. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, I I did I didn't love it, but uh, it wasn't bad either. I think Mina and Ami are too enjoyable in this tournament to have a bad match. Honestly, um, but the next match on the show. Speaking of bad matches, this is a Red Stars block match. Saki beats Saki Kashima in six and a half minutes with a Kawild Buster. Um, yeah, listen, this wasn't very great. Um, foot off the pedal, Saki Kashima. We know what we're getting there, you know. Um, 
But Ansaki is just... I don't know if she just doesn't care about this tournament or what, but she just hasn't brought it at all. Um, she's got belts to think about, man. Yeah. So... She's going to go fuck on this, about this tournament where she's going, what, like, three and eight at this point? Yeah. I mean, literally not. That's not where she's at, but, you know. Yeah, she's going to finish at, like, six and good. eight, and she's just like, I don't I don't care. I, I Like, I almost yeah. won cast the wave. I don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> fair play. Um, I think all of Saki Kashima's... Ma- like tournament matches because she has a very specific style similar to how suzu does it similar to how uh hizuki even does it she has a certain style that takes it down a notch just inherently yes and then she has to work back from that um and saki colors like color saki is not good enough to work her way back from that yeah. uh especially when neither of them really care to yeah either you know yeah. what i mean so this was this just failed due to circumstance of how they care of it being in the middle of the card of this tournament in general. I don't think this was this was going to be uh, anything great, mm. and it ended up not being anything great. No, I would argue it's it's in conversation for the worst match of the tournament, but that's only because it's been a very consistent tournament. You know, it's not. You know what's funny? What? Uh, I checked, so I have my 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 calculator from Wrestler of the Year. Oh boy. Um, I checked what. Every single sake and wrestling combined, how they would do. Okay. And they are not having a better year than Starlight Kid for me. Wow. That's concerning because I do not like Starlight Kid. <laughs> like she's like she's like fifteenth on my list, maybe. Okay. That's yeah. That's just insane. I can understand that though. Um, yeah, I don't want to like drag these two that hard because it's it's fine like they were third from the bottom in Karkin, so it's whatever no, i don't i don't you, you know um i just thought that was funny yeah all respect to all three of them all of the sakis of course of course um uh, we could have had a kari shimizu in this tournament i'm just putting that out there like that would have been, been so yeah. much better um, <laughs> no disrespect but that would have been so much oh better. i mean total disrespect listen shimizu is better <laughs> like i don't I'm, i will fight you uh hikari yeah, shimizu is better than saki like it's just the truth um the next match was a Blue Stars block match. Uh, this was Saeeda beating Hazuki in just under eight minutes with an Idabashi. Um, I'm going to let you do the review for this one because I know you loved it. I just want to say I love the finish of Hazuki kicking out of the Idabashi and Saeeda being like, okay, I will just do another one. Fuck you, I'm doing it again. That was great. Um, so you may take it away. Um, obviously, I said last week I wanted this match to end with a Brain Buster, and Ida did go for the Brain Buster. She didn't hit it, um, so that's a bit of a shame. But I thought this match was really, really good. Uh, they have a better one in them, which is really dope because that means I'm I get to I get to watch it again at some point. But I really liked it. Obviously, they had this connection because Suzuki trained her, and it just it just felt fun. Um, I don't know. Ida Ida is doing really good this year. She's beaten both Momo and Hazuki, which I, I said this last week about Zumi. For the lower card wrestlers, you kind of what you kind of want out of them is to get their key victories and for those key victories to matter. So her winning over Momo and winning over Hazuki is really dope, in my opinion. I'm I'm checking my match guide now because I don't remember who else she beat, if she beat anybody else. Uh yeah, I don't she she hasn't won any other matches. <laughs> um so it's really dope that she won the she beat both of the, you know, uh Destiny generation or whatever they're called. And yeah, I enjoy this one. I'm excited for another one because it feels like they could do more, uh, especially as Ida continues to level up. But yeah, good stuff overall. 
Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I think Hazuki is too good at this stage to have a poor match. Especially with someone she's so comfortable with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, although this wasn't prime Hazuki, I don't think. She kind of worked Ida's no. match almost in a, in a weird way. That, that's like I said, they, they have better matches than them. Uh, yeah. I think as, as time goes on, I think they could both produce an even better match. But just for the just for the work alone, it just felt so smooth and like so generally good that mm-hmm. I, I was very happy to see it. And obviously, Ida won. So of course. I'm happy definitely. with that as well. Um, the next match on the show was a Red, a Red Stars block match. It was Utami Hayashishta beating Mai Sakurai in four and a half minutes with a German suplex. Um, I think yes. that Utami has ridden herself of the uh, can't-wrestle-somebody below her uh, curse that she had all of last year. Yes. Um, I thought this was good, and I think that Utami learned how to work down to other people, which is something that she really needed to do. Uh, so I'm I'm very happy with this one. I thought this was one of the better my Sakura matches in the tournament. Uh, I obviously haven't been too high on her tournament overall, but I thought this was really good, and I thought the story was also really funny with mm-hmm. my giving her the rose and then rocking her shit, and after the match, uh, Utami just fucking smacking her in the head with it. Like I thought that was cute and funny, and I thought the match in general was just overall nice. So uh, good for them. Yeah, definitely. No, like it was it was cool to have the uh, my just kind of get the jump on her at the start, and then. Utami was just like, all right, th- that's it now, and just put her away. Like, it was so quick. Like, my Sakurai lost momentum for a second, and then she got she got put down, and I think that was cool. So, um, Which I is how a lot of these matches should go, in my opinion. I think that yes. sometimes it needs to be a bit more simple, uh, especially for like these younger wrestlers. I think the same, similarly to the Shuri Komomo match, that I really liked how they did it, but just mm-hmm. a little bit more simple where it's like, if you fuck up against a vet or even just somebody who's that high up on the card, you're going to lose, you know? Yeah. That's just how it works. And I think that's perfect for the sword dynamic. It is. Um, the next match on this show, then, uh, was a Red Stars block match. It was Siri beating Momo Kogo in six and a half minutes with the Suzaku. Um, uh, is that the White Tiger? Suzuka. Oh, Suzuki, okay. Uh, Are we sure it's not the White Tiger? Yes. I have no idea. Honestly, <laughs> I'm bad at moves, okay? Moves are not my jam. Um, I'm great at moves. You are. Um, and yeah, this was... I think it's just called the Suzuka. They, she All has right. four different moves. I'm okay. pretty sure it's just That's the fair. Suzuka. That's fair. Um, good match. I mean, Siri isn't capable of having a bad match. Uh, she kicked the shit out of Momokogo, and then she won. So. This is one of those glorious matches where you don't know if Komomo is just really good at selling, or if Shuri just felt a bit meaner today mm-hmm. than usual. Um, she was getting, she was just fucking her up. Like, even the submissions were really, like, tight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could just tell that it's like, oh, that, that probably hurts, like, for real. At least a little bit. That, that definitely hurts. Um, she was just going hard. And, uh, Komomo had her good comebacks. She has a really good comeback game, and she has a really good selling. So I thought this match worked, you know, it worked well. Because they both kind of fit their parts very, very well. And it's Shuri, so, you know. Of course, of course. Um, the next match on the show then was a Red Stars block match. It was Risa Sarah beating Azumi in just under six minutes. With uh, it says the Azumi Zushi is cut back, so I assume that is an Azumi Zushi reversal. Yes. Yes. Um, Alex, since Risa Sarah has uh, wrestled in stardom, how do you describe her attitude towards every other wrestler she's wrestled? She simply wants to kick the shit out of them. 
this match was Risa Sarah showing complete respect to Izumi and afterwards oh. shaking her hand, petting her on the head, and smiling and laughing for leaving the ring. I was so confused because, like, it, immediately from the from the jump, Azumi offered her handshake. She was insistent that Risa Sarah shake her hand. And Risa Sarah was like, "What the? Oh, okay." And she shook her hand. And the match wasn't any heat. It wasn't Risa Sarah doing the prominence thing. They just did unique movements, really clean reversals, and just of super like for for me, who's like really like weird about wrestling. The, the moves were so well done and unique and they layered together so beautifully that like I was so confused because that's not what Risa Sarah does in stardom ever. So this was completely different from like every other Risa Sarah match that you've seen in stardom. And I was amazed like not because I know Risa Sarah can do this. Obviously, I've seen enough of her outside of stardom, but I was amazed that she brought this out for Azumi, uh, that she brought a lot of respect towards Azumi, even as a character. And I was really just shocked by the match that I got. It was really good. I liked it. Um, it felt like it felt like they've been wrestling for like years. It felt like they were like good friends who have been wrestling for a decade, having a match, and they have never interacted, as far as I'm aware. I was very confused, but I loved it a lot. I thought it was really really cool to have that different side of Risa Sarah shown, and she still got the win. Um, and yeah, I guess her and Izumi are, are tight. Yeah, no, that sounds cool. Um, I didn't mention it, but I wasn't able to watch all the matches from the show. I did see everything up to Siri versus Momo, and then I did watch Maya versus Suzu, which is why Dylan took the lead for that one. And it does sound quite good, so I, I will go back and watch it. Um, it was just so wild. Like, just the demeanor of Risa Sarah was so yeah. different. Oh. And I was just so like, oh, okay. And it was just... If you're a moves guy, if you like the wrestling moves, uh, this is the match for you. Because they just did really swift and clean movements throughout this match. That sounds badass. All right. And the next match on the card was a Red Stars block match. It was Tam Nakano beating Unagi Sayaka in 10 and a half minutes with a violet screwdriver. Uh, Scott has said that this is Unagi's best match since her white belt challenge. So I'm going to take Scott's word for it that this was very good. It was good. Yeah. Um, this was the opposite of the last one, <laughs> um, in that if you like a story being told, then you'll like this one. Even I, who often criticizes Tam's epic performances, and there was a lot of, you know, the, like, stopping in the middle of the ring and just waiting for, like, you know, just, like, letting it breathe, which is sometimes good, sometimes bad. I thought this, in this one it worked better than it did in other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very epic, though, right? So take that as you will. I did really like unagi's output though it felt like like i said about the last match it felt like she is tired of losing and she is getting very very upset by how she is doing currently and she just took all of that out on tam and it was really good i i thought a lot of the stuff that unagi did was really good and tam was the usual like like show me what you got type of thing which i'm not always crazy about because it's tam nakano i feel like that's always a weird a situation to put herself in um this is like the my sakurai match but done well in my opinion because i did not like the my sakurai match i thought it was very vapid this felt like there was a lot of substance to it uh and they they did really well overall i, I would agree this is probably unagi's best match in a while um definitely best match for tournament and yeah i think the the, the finish tam won with the violet screwdriver 
And afterwards, Unagi just sat there crying. Uh-huh. Um, and Tam just like watched her, and just like sat there and was like, "It's pretty crazy that um, like Unagi is making us into fans because she's she's losing now, which is kind of yeah. her her sweet spot as kind of a the underdog babyface. So it's uh, I think they're doing good work with Unagi. Even though, I mean, that was my struggle. Yeah, that was my struggle with her. Was that I was like, she needs to lose more. Like, this is not how her character, like when she was just winning and having title def- title matches and just like she was really on top. She was she had that successful five star last year. It's like she's winning a bit too much. Like it feels like it doesn't really fit her as a character. But now she just can't stop losing, and you start to be like, damn, I kind of want to see her win again because like I feel for her, and she really had that like that reign of terror even though she didn't win any any singles belts she had that time where she was just genuinely like on the up and up and she's just not there anymore yeah and you just feel for her in a way and it's like damn like you you just feel for pink kabuki in general you know what i mean yeah. it's like these girls really had a had a moment and now they're just they're lost and it's it's sad, man. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say sad, but you know, it's <laughs> well, not not sad, not sad does, in like a real term, but sad in a cave to root for Unagi, right? Um, exactly. Fair. So that's like I'm not, that's what I'm we not, want. I'm not genuinely sad. It's like I'm sad from a character point of okay. view, right? Where it's yeah. like, damn, this this poor girl, because you know you gotta. It's the best part of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, now the main event of the show was a Blue Stars block match. It yes. was Mayu Uitani beating Suzu Suzuki uh, in just under 11 minutes with a reversed with the reversal of a German suplex. Now, <laughs> I believe that they are on the verge of missing the the window with Suzu a little bit because she came into stardom white hot. You know, like that first promo with julia felt big time right and every time she wrestled after that in stardom she was beating the shit out of people it really felt like they were doing something with suzu and capitalizing on something and having her go one and four to start the gp it feels like it's kind of cooler off a little bit you know even even if she won her first two matches, this is a rough. And I, I don't think there's a guarantee schedule. she beats Amisore. Like the with the run Amisore has been on in this tournament, I don't think it's as guaranteed as people seem she to say. Grab that. that. Yeah, she definitely could have grabbed it. Like, like Ami or Kid could easily beat Suzu. You know, at the rate Suzu is going, I don't think there's a guarantee that Suzu would be three and four right now, the way people say there is. Um, and I don't know. I'm just not sure that's the best way. To present Suzu, you know, because she is she is something, right? Like she's a she's a proven star, um, yeah. and I get trying to you know not have her just beat everybody, but you have her and Julia lined up for the finals in a ten thousand. Does she arena. have to beat Julia? I because like possibly. I still am convinced that Julia wins, but like it feels like she needs that. Yeah, like if, if she doesn't if, beat if... Julia, then there's. N- there's nothing that Suzu gets out of this entire tournament. Yeah, like she'll get a white belt challenge, and that'll be it. After going what, like four Maybe. and something, I mean, you know? Like think about it, like Kyrie was probably supposed to have that white belt yeah, by now. Yeah. Like so, I just what, what was the plan here? I don't know. I it's just really like I don't want to say that she's definitely kind of cold now because she could still win the block technically, right? 
She has enough matches left. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah she can. She she's can. got, what, like, uh, she's had six. If, if Hazuki wins one more match, then she Wait, so she's she She's had five matches so far. She has seven left, right? That's 14 yeah, points left to pick up, which quite realistic that she could pick up 14 points. Um, Especially with Saya, with the win over Saya. Yeah. Uh, she, and she yeah. does face some of the lower tier people. She does still have Ida to go. Uh, she does still have Hanan. Those feel like wins. Uh, I think she still has to face Mina. Also feels like yes. a win. Um, weekend, I believe. Yeah, so... I don't know. I think that... I just feel like going 1 and 4 visually is a is a tough place to put Suzu in. And if you aren't having her and Julia be like this big block decider, I feel like you're really not making the most of what that match could be. Because the GP Finals is in a big arena. I feel like I would want a very hot Julia versus Suzu match there. It doesn't feel like that's what they're going for at all. Unless Suzu does go 6-0 and leading into that match, you know? But I don't really know. It's kind of interesting. Like, I don't want to ring the alarm bells yet, but I feel like the use of Suzu in this tournament has just confused me so much because she went from feeling like this massive deal to just feeling like a part of the pack almost. I mean, I expect her to have the Hazuki run, right? Yeah. Uh, in comparison, like, because obviously Hazuki's starting to drop some. She's probably going to drop at least one of her next two, which she only has two left. Uh, and like, I expected Suzu to get that run where like she like just wins. Maybe not seven straight, but just like seven pretty firmly mm -hmm. gets to the top of the pack and then maybe drops a few uh, here and there. And then the big Julia match, uh, she loses. But now I'm like, what the fuck does Suzu do? Because <laughs> she does not have momentum whatsoever. Uh, she needs to win, you know, most of her, like she needs to win all of her matches to be even like theoretically eligible uh, remotely, right? If she loses one more. She's in the same spot that Nats plays in, right? She she loses one more and she's out, realistically, because Hazuki can only lose two more. Yeah, Suzu loses one more match, she's out. Yeah. So she needs to do a lot. <laughs> she needs to do a lot of work. A lot of she needs to make a lot of moves to make that Julia match matter. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they're gonna let her. Uh, even though, like you said, there are matches that these are matches she could win, right? There are she could beat Momo. Uh, Momo's already out, realistically. So it's like it's not like there's much there. There are other wrestlers that she could definitely beat: Mina, uh, Hanan, Ida, whatnot. But it's definitely weird to see her lose four matches uh, out the gate and win one. Right? Yeah, bit weird. Definitely. Um, so that's just something to maybe keep an eye on. Um, and after that day of uh, block action. Uh, the current Red Stars block is Azumi and Himeka leading the way on 12. Uh, Micah, Utami, Tam, Risa, and Siri all have 10. Uh, Koguma and Mai Sakurai have 8. Saki Kashima and Saki have 6. And then Unagi Sayaka and Momokogo have 2. And the Blue Stars block, it's Suzuki on 14 leading the way. Saya is on 12. Julia and Mayu are tied on 11. Amisore, Mariah, and Natsupoi have 10. Uh, Momo Kid and Mina Shirakawa have six. Saida has four. Suzu has two. And Hanan has zero. So um, lots of movement still to happen there. Um, 
is your top three matches of the tournament any different now than it was no. before? No. Okay. Now we have three. Shuri, Hizuki, Zaya, Julia, okay. Now we have three shows to preview, so we are going to speed through these because we've been talking for a long time, and uh, I have a football yeah. match to watch. So, um, the first show to preview is on the seventeenth of September. This is in the Edianasak Arena, number two. Uh, in the opener, it's uh, Tam Nakano and Waka versus Koguma and Momokogo. Then we go on to block action. It is a Blue Stars block match. It is Mirai versus Mina Shirakawa. Um, I feel like this might be a Mina upset. Could be. Yeah, she might beat both of the Kyokos. That would be an interesting Because, I mean, Mirai's already at 10. She only has three losses. She could afford one. Definitely. Uh, she's at eight matches, so she has a couple to go, you know. I don't imagine she gets past, like, the 14, 16, so it's not like she needs to win that many more matches mm. in this tournament. Yeah, I, I would say this is a Mina win. All right. Um, the match after that, then, is a Blue Stars block match. It is Sai Ida versus Suzu Suzuki. Um, I, pr- Suzu. I pray that Suzu wins. Um, Dude, that Itabashi ruining uh, every Prominence fan's dreams oh my God. Uh, of Suzu not just doing terribly in this tournament. There would be riots, I think. Um, yeah. The next match on the show is a Blue Stars block match. It is Natsupoi versus Starlight Kid. Um, oh, fuck. I just had flashbacks. <laughs> I feel like Kid would win this one. Uh, that would put Natsupoi at 5-5. Five and five. She would lose. She would, she would be out, officially. Yeah, so I feel like Kid uh, winning kind of makes sense. I wouldn't be against it. I, I had Kid winning this from the jump, but I didn't expect Natsupoi to drop so many so quickly. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I, I kind of did. Actually, now I'm looking at my chart. Yeah, I think Kid wins. Okay. Uh, the next match is Red Stars block. It is Maybe it's a draw. It is Micah versus Unagi Sayaka. Um, I could see Unagi winning, because her and Micah have a bit, a bit of a thing going. Micah has the thing with everybody, I told you this earlier. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I think Unagi takes this. I really hope she takes this. Um, because if she doesn't, that means like she beats Azumi, and that is like all. <laughs> yeah, because she's getting down to the wire here. <laughs> That's not what you want at all. Um, the match after that is My Sakurai versus Risa Sarah. Um, yeah, it's probably Risa Sarah getting the win. To uh... oh, this was actually the match that I pointed that I picked as an upset. Really? From like the jump. Hmm. Yeah, because uh. Because of that tag match with Risa Sarah and My Sakurai pairing off, they have a little bit of history. Oh. Even though My Sakurai has a lot of points, is the thing. Well, you know, it would make sense because then Risa would be on five and three. Because at the moment, she's like projected to almost win the block. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think My Sakurai takes okay. the upset. That's a good. That's a good. Good eye. Um, the next match is Utami Hayashita versus Saki Kashima. Um, that's a bit of a coin toss, really. This is another upset I predicted early, but I think Utami takes this. Fair, fair. Um, I, I thought I thought this was this is a Saki win, but I I don't think I don't think I'm there. Well, that would put her at six and three, with three matches left. Who's Saki or Utami? Utami? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> Match after that then is the main event. It is Red Stars block. It is Siri versus Saki, and um, you probably have Siri win. Yeah, just to because uh, that put her on twelve, um, and she doesn't yeah. have many matches left. 
the next show to preview then is on the 18th. Uh, they return to Edion Arena number two. Uh, again, hopefully they mic it up well this time because uh, they have had some uh, shockers there. Uh, the opening match is a Blue Stars block match. It is Mina Shirakawa versus Starlight Kid. So yeah, probably getting a Kid win there. Oh, you, you skipped uh, the non. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think Kid, kid goes over. All right. Uh, the next match. Oh, this is a tasty one. Blue Stars block. It is Momo Anabe versus Suzu Suzuki. Uh, Suzu. Yeah. I think this weekend is Suzu taking back her her points. She does have to win again. <laughs> she she drops one match and she's out. Yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> uh, she kind of just has to win like all of her matches now. Yeah. I think that would put Momo out though, wouldn't it? Oh, Momo's already oh, really? out. Okay. Practically. All right. Uh. Because she lost to Kamatani. Mm. So if Kamatani wins one more match, she's officially out. Okay. And if not, she's projectedly out. Fair enough. Unless Hazuki just wins the tournament. <laughs> like that's the only alternative. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I would go with Suzu then in there. Uh, the next match is a Blue Stars block match. It is Saya Kamatani versus Mirai. Um, I would presume Mirai gets her win back after losing the White Belt Challenge. Yeah, but I kind of like the idea of of Kamatani simply winning. <laughs> yeah, I feel like most but I think... challengers who've faced a champion have lost in this tournament, so it might keep that going. Like Siri, yeah. be- like Siri beat Himeka to go two and zero in their thing, um, and Saya didn't Saya beat Natsupoi? Uh, she yeah, did. so that put her as well, like two and zero against her and Saya also. Maybe, maybe it isn't right. Maybe yeah. it isn't right. I don't know. Possibly. Um, the next match is a Blue Stars block match. It is Julia versus Ami Sore. Um, part of me thinks Ami Sore. The this page doesn't have the blocks, which is no, so annoying. Um, because Julia's on eleven points. Here's the next one. God damn it! I knocked out. So Julia has what, eleven. 11. And Ami is on 10. Yeah. So, Julia... How many... How many? Fuck, why did I close that? Julia has four matches left. Right? That's what I'm trying to check. Buddy. Yeah, so Julia has four matches left. So she can lose this. I think. Ami. Uh... Julia is somewhere on this. Because then she has one, Ami goes two, to six three, and she four. She has four matches left, including this. Yeah. Um, Julia's only dropped two. Yeah, so Julia... But she has a draw. Julia loses here, is what I would have. She does have Saya to go, though. She can beat Saya. She always beats Saya. That's true. Yeah. Um, the next match on the show is a Red Stars block match. Yeah. It is My Sakurai versus Saki. Uh, it's probably a Saki win. Yep. Uh, the next match is Red Stars block match. It is Koguma versus Unagi Saka. Um, this is going to be a draw. <laughs> of course. They're going to like double count out or something. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. That would be fair. It, I, I, unless uh, this like whole Unagi going like mad because she can't win a match is like like carries through through the rest of the tournament. I imagine this will be like a comedy match. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, let's see, let's see. The main event, then, is Red Stars block. It is Tam Nakano versus Risa Serra. Hmm. They're both in strong Tam. positions. Tam would go to 6 and 3. 6 and 2. 
Yeah, she got a 12. So you'd have to have her lose pretty much every other match. She's, I think she's going to drop to Saki at huh? the end. And she probably drops uh, to Siri whenever that happens. Yeah. So Tam beating Risa. And those are the only two. Those are the only two she has left. Right. So Tam beating Risa. So we have Risa losing twice this weekend, do we? Yeah. All right. I I still think Risa wins the block personally. Kind of hard for her to win the block oh. at five and four. That's the only thing. That's true. Well, not really. She has a lot of matches left. Uh, yeah, she'll yeah. be fine. She'll be grand. Um, she has three after that. Yeah. She could just go eight and four, or even like yeah, eight and four would get a win, I think. All right. Uh, the last match to preview or last show to preview is on the nineteenth of September. It is in Aichi Nagoya International Conference Center Event Hall. Um, the opening block match is. Mina Shirakawa versus Suzu Suzuki in Blue Stars block action. Imagine if Mina Shirakawa eliminated Suzu from this tournament. That'd be so fun. I think there would, once again, be riots. <laughs> so, um, with the figure four, oh God. with the figure four, with the figure four pin. Imagine that. <laughs> a juju altogether. The, the ill-fated figure four pin. <laughs> yeah, that would not that would not go down well. So yeah, probably a Suzu in there. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next match is a Red Stars block match. It is Micah versus Mai Sakurai. Uh, Micah wins? I hope. I sure hope. Mm. That would put her at 6 and 3. Um, so, yeah. Everybody's getting yeah, the 12. Yeah, pretty, pretty much Everybody's in line with 12. the rest of the block. Uh, the next match is a Red Stars block match. It is Tam Nakano versus Momo Kogo. I could see Ko Momo getting the win there. It's Tam's hometown, though. Yeah. <laughs> Best place to have an upset, right? That's true. I'd be so down for Momokogo winning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, sure. All Let, right. Let's go, Momo. Sure thing. Uh, the next match... That was supposed to be my Sakurai point, so I could see Yeah. It. Fair enough. Um, the next match is a Red Stars block match. It is Azumi versus Unagi Sayaka. Um, I think Unagi takes that. Yeah. Azumi kind of needs to lose, so yeah, probably Nunaki win. Six and three. She can't. She can't go up to seven and three. <laughs> no. She can't be the the second person in the tournament to hit seven. No, points. definitely uh, not. That would be insane. Yeah. Um, I could see Azumi winning the block, but you kind of maybe want to get so down to the wire. Uh, the next match is a Red Stars block match. It is Koguma versus Risa Sarah. So Risa probably wins there. Yes. And uh, the main event is a Red Stars block match. It is Utami Hashishta versus Saki. Um, um, I would say Saki might get the win there. I think Saki could could use a comeback a bit. Yeah. You know? I mean, she's at three and four now. I think we project her to win one other match this weekend. You know, getting her to to ten points isn't isn't going to hurt nobody. It's going to add a little intrigue to the Tam match at the end. Yeah. Now, did we have Utami lose both matches this weekend? Maybe. That would have her at 5 and 5. So she'd still be able to get to 14. Yeah. What other match does she have this weekend? (laughs) I'm forgetting now. Uh, (laughs) Your guess is as good as mine. Um, Because the table is uh, only in English for some of it, right? So it's hard to... uh, Yeah, no, I, I... who is that? Uh, the 17th, that is Risa Sarah. Oh. Wait, no, it's not. Is it? no, it's, Sa- wait, it's Saki, Saki, Saki. Oh, yeah, okay, Saki. okay. She's, beat, she's facing both Sakis this week. Right, okay. so we have her losing both of those? 
I don't have her. I have her beating Saki Kashima. All right. Okay. I can't remember what we were great to. <laughs> As I said, we're trying to rush because uh, I don't want to go too long. So it's uh, making things difficult. But yeah. Even though we're not going that long. I mean, we haven't hit two hours yet, which is huge. No, but <laughs> I, I want us to football. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I think I think Saki gets her premier win uh, against Utami. She probably get in our premier win. That, that's why I was talking about a lot is that it's like I think the people who are lower down really just need like their their like premier wins. Yeah. Uh, and I think Saki could get that over Utami. Fair type of thing. That is cool. Same with like Saki Kashima over Shiri. I think the people who like barely hit ten points uh, should probably get like at least they should be thrown a bone for the most part. Yeah. Like with Ida, uh, as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm cool with uh, colors. Saki beating Utami in the main. All game. right, that that is that then. Uh, that is everything to preview. We'll be back next week to talk about all of that and uh, preview whatever is coming up. I think Stardom has another cork and uh, that week it might be the live cork as well actually. So uh, a lot of fun stuff coming oh, up. Yes, yes, they are. Um, I think it's the show with Momo versus Hazuki. That's the end. Yeah. It would be Momo and Julia. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Momo and Julia, I think, on that cork. And so, uh, fun times 23rd. ahead. Oh, yeah, the 23rd, 23rd. Yeah, yeah I got you. So, fun times ahead. Um, really need to close the show. I'm getting down to the wire. Yes. Yeah. Really need to close the show. Um, so, if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo. Motherfucker acting like speedster. <laughs>